Across the entire customer journey is technology powering your experience. Whether it's the digital display or the ordering menu to tell you what you want to order from a food perspective or a self-checkout kiosk or even just simple things like the phone or the point of sale terminal where they check you out when you buy your groceries. All of that is technology that needed to be physically installed by a person that comes on site to get that work done. Welcome to Hidden in Plain Sight the Enterprise Revenue Intelligence Podcast for revenue leaders in, yes, sales, marketing, and customer success. Because we all share the same goal, revenue growth. Always more, always faster. We learn how to drive revenue as we examine real-life insights from multiple angles with human flavor since people buy from people. I am your host, Mariana Kogan, CMO and winner of the Forrester Marketing Program of the Year, and I will be joined by Art Harding, Season Revenue Leader. Hello and welcome to Hearing in Plain Sight. In this episode, we will be discussing a very interesting data point. According to People at Revenue Intelligence, back in 2015, organizations had on average eight SaaS applications. By 2021, that number has increased to 110 applications. And for those companies with more than 10,000 employees, it can be up to 447 applications. And who better to help us identify actionable insights than Brianna Delisle, who is the Executive Vice President of Marketing at Field Nation. Brianna, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Mariana. Pleasure to be here. Let's get the ball rolling. We have 15 minutes to make this as practical and actionable as possible. But before we start, tell us about your journey in marketing and what does Field Nation do so the audience can understand better where your comments are going to be coming from. Absolutely. So I started my journey in B2B marketing about 15 years ago. And I focused really specifically on solving like the boring, urgent problems that exist within businesses using technology and particularly SaaS applications to do that. And Prior to starting my journey in tech, I was actually a salesperson. So I saw firsthand the impact that marketing could have on sales. And because I love storytelling so much, it became a natural progression for me to move into marketing. For the last four years, I've been at Field Nation. And Field Nation is a company that connects organizations with technology professionals that go on site to install, repair, maintain equipment that runs all of the businesses that we know and love. So to give you a little more color into that, like if you walk into a Target or if you go into a McDonald's or if you go into a clinic, across the entire customer journey is technology powering your experience. Whether it's the digital display or the ordering menu to tell you what you want to order from a food perspective or a self checkout kiosk, or even just simple things like the phone or the point of sale terminal where they check you out when you buy your groceries. All of that is technology that needed to be physically installed by a person that comes on site to get that work done. When you think about IT, typically you think about cloud and you think about virtual, and that's all a very critical component of what happens. But at the end of the day, in order for technology to serve all of us as consumers, somebody has to get on site, install it, 
fix it, repair it, move it. And what we've done is we've created a platform that creates the connectivity between the companies looking for those technicians and independent contractors who are looking for that work. And we facilitate that connection and then get the work done solving everybody's problem. It's very interesting that you just say two things. Number one, that background in sales and then going into marketing. I think that that's almost something that every marketeer should do at some point in their career. Many times when people ask, you know, like, how do you get to be at the top in the marketing space? And most, whether it's an executive vice president, the CMO, the more successful people have spent some time at sales so that they understand almost emotionally how hard it is, but they also see very naturally what is the value when you find that alignment. That was the first thing that I thought it was very interesting. And then secondly, you just say that technology that powers your experience. And sometimes we tend to think that all these technologies behind the scenes, we don't really think too much about it. So tell me a little bit more about how do you get from a marketing perspective to be able to communicate that emotional connection and something that might sound like so technical, but without it or without somebody fixing it in this case, we wouldn't be able to have some of these wonderful experiences that we have. I love that question, Mariana, because it's so... One of the things that we often forget is the brand experience by the person who's actually on-site facilitating that transaction in the first place. So a lot of what we are talking with customers about right now is your field service force is a representation of your brand. And so when they are on site with your customer, they are often interacting with your customer's customer just by proximity. And so as companies think about the experience they want to invoke with their equipment and their technology and the ease at which they want that transaction to go, it becomes critically important that you are directly connected with the person who's actually representing you on site. So that's definitely one key component. I think the second is, and to your point on the consumer experience, all of us are so reliant on technology and especially in a B2B setting because it powers everything that we do, that when something goes wrong, when something breaks and there's a physical element that needs to be solved for, there's a mission critical time window that needs to be solved for, right? Because you don't have hours, you have moments. And every time that cash register is down at, at Target and you have a line of people waiting to get through the checkout and onto their day, that's creating a bad brand experience for Target that needs to be addressed. And so one of the opportunities for us as a network is to get the proximity right. Get a technician that's within moments of a location across the entire United States. So then when something does happen, you have someone at the right place at the right time with the right equipment to actually solve that customer's problem. And that for all of us is a critical component about how we have that experience with the retail organization that we're supporting and a good brand experience for the customers that Enfield Nation ends up enabling. Absolutely. I think we're getting to the point that that technology brand, everything has to become almost like one and the same to be able to be customer-centric because we depend so much on technology, which kind of takes us back to our initial data point with the fact that we come from eight SaaS applications to what is it, 110, 450, depending on the company size. 
what is your experience in seeing this volume of different technologies that have to coexist? I was reflecting on this because I've certainly seen that in my own journey, right? Like how much more technology. It seems like today that if there's a problem in marketing, there's a solution in the market to solve for it. And a lot of discrete technologies. I think my perception is that they're in some ways, marketing tech stacks are still somewhat in their adolescence. They've moved from their infancy stage, but now there's so much out there that really the opportunity is that integration moment so that you can take full advantage of whatever solution that you're going to be purchasing so that it scales across all of the different touch points that you need to enable. And the other piece that has been noteworthy for me is that because of the sheer amount of data that we're collecting as marketers, it requires both an integration in terms of some sort of data warehouse or some sort of data processing so you can get at the richness of the data points that are informing what's happening with your customer or your prospect along their journey, as well as facilitating a deep integration with your CRM system. So obviously, you'll have your content management system that's powering a lot of your work. But to our point earlier, marketing and sales coexist. And I think that's why you're seeing more and more investment in revenue operations teams that can facilitate the technology so you have that true end view of what's happening with your customer throughout their life cycle. You mentioned the customer experience piece. I think as marketers, one of the things that has happened in recent years that is such a unique opportunity for us is that the work of marketing is really transformed from just finding and securing the prospect to nurturing them throughout their customer life cycle. And that second part of the bow tie being equally, if not more critically important in their overall value to your business, as well as the value you're deriving from them. But that just requires more technology, more data, more integration to get it right. And I think you're hitting on a very important point here, which is the concept of prioritizing integration. The more that you can have different solutions, applications that work through your CRM, the less tools that you have to train, whether it's your sales team, your marketing team to work on, it actually allows for more of that, almost that, that continuous improvement within the different departments. But you also hit on a very important point, which is the fact that marketing technologies, revenue technologies are continuously evolving, which does create the need. I think for all our listeners and for everybody that is in the industry, that you have to keep up with what is out there. Gone are the days where you will be thinking about proprietary development because not only is going to take you extremely long, you're going to have to learn that area, whether it's a vertical or some sort of special knowledge. Then it's going to take you long to develop it. By the time that you're done, it's too late. Versus there is a vendor that specializes in that space. What are your thoughts about that integration component? Or what are things that you have done correctly? Or what are mistakes that you have done when it's come to implementing technologies? You know, it's especially poignant for us because so much of the data that we collect is within our own proprietary platform. So not only do we need to make sure that the systems that orchestrate the customer journey are aligned, we have to make sure that data actually works in alignment with our own platform and that that integration is seamless and working in the way that we intend it to. And I think a really good example of this is this year, we 
went through an exercise of evaluating a deduplication software to further improve our marketing efforts, especially from enterprise and mid-market perspective. And we went through all the due diligence. We partnered very closely with our revenue operations team. And we had a really strong point of view and business case in order to move forward with the purchase. And what ended up happening after the implementation is that the systems between our proprietary platform and the system that we were implementing, there was actually processes in place that didn't allow the solution to work. And although we thought we had went through the entire exercise in supporting that due diligence process, we missed a critical path item that actually made it a less effective solution overall. So I think my takeaway from this, even though after doing it for a lot of years, is vet, 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 and then vet again. And even if you think that someone isn't going to be directly involved, bring it to them just to give them for first right of refusal to see like, am I missing anything here? And if you have a strong business case developed, they'll be able to give you their perspective relatively quickly, but that step will serve, will save a lot of pain long-term. And I think it's a great piece of advice because many times there's a tendency to try to be maybe territorial or if you invite some other people, they might be too opinionated and maybe trying to take over your project. But I think, as you say, throughout the years, we all learned that the more that all the stakeholders are involved, the faster that you can move. And then also they can allow you to avoid any gaps that you could have had because all these projects are getting more complex by the day. And chances that you can see all the different components are really close to zero. So that's a wonderful piece of advice. As we're moving into a little bit more of advice, what are your recommendations for all of those who would like to follow a career like yours? Close to the customer. With B2B marketing, I think, especially because so much is happening digitally, all of the insight and the richness comes from that human connection with the people you seek to serve. And it's that important, that urgent aspect of the work that we all do. And depending on your role in marketing, it may be natural or it may be something that you actually have to invest time and attention into making those connections happen. But whether it's listening to chorus calls or getting on the trade show floor or calling a customer, anytime you can have that interaction, it helps ground you in why you're doing this in the first place, what problem you're actually solving, and gives you inspiration to continue when things get hard. And what would you say to all the women who are part of our followers, our uh, listeners? What would be the advice for that? A little bit more specific group. My my perspective is that like women bring so much wealth of connectivity when it comes to business leadership in general. And as women leaders and women who are moving up in their career in marketing, lean in that connectivity aspect. Bring people together and use the customer as your true north to create alignment. Because many of the women that I've had a pleasure of working with over the years have a natural gift for that particular skill set. And it's deeply needed both in business and in marketing. And I think will be well-received, especially in B2B. Those are great, great points for our listeners. So let me summarize your recommendation. I thought the first one was extremely important. 
that sales and marketing connectivity, the fact that you spend time in sales, and the fact that you know how important it is for sales, the function that marketing plays. So to everybody who's listening to us, really try to prioritize that, that connection. It really prioritize, but in alignment to what are the results? What is each of the two parties bringing to the table? How do we complement each other? So I thought that was really important. And secondly, you say that technology powers your customer experience, which really brings me to the third one where you say that integrations, not only from a technology, from a CRM perspective, but also from bringing all the stakeholders to the table so that everybody's part of the program, the project. So Brianna, thank you very much for joining us. And thank you to all our audience listening in today. Please share the podcast with your colleagues and comment on LinkedIn. Thanks, Brianna. Thank you. Hidden in Plain Sight, the Enterprise Revenue Intelligence Podcast is brought to you by PeopleEye. Make sure to search for Hidden in Plain Sight in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at PeopleAI, thanks a lot for listening.